0: Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 300 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode. I'm really grateful to have you as a listener. I love the audience of this content, and I know that you're super passionate about tennis and improving no matter what level you are, when you started, what your access is to coaching or courts or resources. So I'm just I'm really excited to bring you information that hopefully is going to make a huge difference in your development as a player, no matter where you are in your journey. And so today we're going to talk about maximizing your tennis training calendar. There's different mixes and matches that we can put together of different types of training and getting your body ready, keeping it healthy. balancing between match play and and practicing. And this question came to us from Marco Shaw. He wrote to me and said, I believe most suggest that you need to play three times a week to improve. Cross training or working out, doing weights and other exercises benefits me also. But how do you find time to rest? I once played five to six times a week and my ligaments let me know that was way too much I know I'll play two to three times a week, and I've never felt better, but I'm also not sure if my playing has improved. Is playing 12 months a year dangerous as you get older? And Mark also specified uh, he's looking for for guidance for going into your 40s or, or after, and I'll definitely keep that in mind. But the, the information and the suggestions that I'm going to give to you today are definitely Relatively universal, especially when you keep in mind your self and your own individual unique needs. There's no question that we all have a little bit different uh, needs, and our body needs a little bit different focus on different areas. But that being said, there are definitely some rules of thumb. And I want to just start preface this: we're going to talk about working out. We're going to talk about training and practicing. And we're also going to talk about match play and how to balance those three things together wisely so that you really get the best bang for your buck and you make the best use of your time and you maximize your chances of developing and becoming the best player possible. And I want to start off, we're going to begin by focusing on the workout part of it because that's kind of where Marco started. And I think it's really important, especially as we get older, and. I want to preface this by saying I'm not a trainer. I'm not any kind of certified uh, exercise specialist. I don't train my students as far as workout and exercise and mobility and and that sort of thing is concerned. But that being said, over the decades, I've experienced a lot with different amounts of intensity and frequency in my own training. And I've been all the way on one end of the spectrum of Shortly after I quit my job coaching full-time, I really I was almost at a point of burnout, and I went a couple years really without doing much of anything, and so I, I know what, how crappy it feels like to be on that far end of the spectrum and kind of arrive at that point where it's like, holy cow, like, I, I just feel terrible now compared to what I was used to feeling, and I've also been all the way at the other end of the spectrum doing a couple years of CrossFit where my intensity level was an 11 out of 10. And going four or five times a week and just killing myself over and over again and overdoing it. And, so, and I've experienced everything in between. And I've guided a lot of my students in, I, I think, a solid direction that's helped them achieve their goals as well. So I just want to let you know, like you need to find out what's best for you and what your body's needs are, and everybody's a little bit different. But that being said, I, I do have a lot of experience, and so I'm, I'm hoping to point you in the right direction, Marco, and everybody else listening. So, in my experience and in my opinion, at, at minimum, you should be training once per week off the courts, focused on your specific needs. And I actually did that this morning. I I feel great and I feel like I can maintain my personal little uh, injury areas and, and potential pain points. I feel like I can really stay on top of it and be totally ready to play at full intensity if one time per week I spend an hour off the court really focusing on the areas that I need work on. And so for me, my number one focus area and priority is shoulder health and stability as far as playing is concerned. I had a lot of shoulder problems back in college and th- throughout my adult life. And now I know exactly what to do to keep it at bay. And I've actually played two matches against Kevin in the last two weeks. Uh, two two full sets, full intensity, full speed, and I've had zero shoulder issues, uh, which I'm really, really happy about. So, uh, so I personally know... Uh, what I have to do to just to maintain that, I'm really happy about that. The other areas for me are my back, my low back, leg strength, and, and flexibility and mobility are really important for me to keep my back healthy, and just in general keep me feeling solid when I go on the court. And I feel like I'm somewhat athletic, and that I you know I have the ability to demonstrate and execute things at a at a high level relative to my own skill set. Now. For me, at 37 years old, you know, I'm not in my 40s yet, but I'm, I'm getting I'm getting pretty close. Once per week maintains a pain-free body, and I, I feel pretty solid and, and capable. Twice per week for me is a bonus, and I, I really feel like I start to make some gains and, and get some positive momentum, heading in the right direction as far as strength is concerned and stability and my injury prevention. But the bottom line, Marco, and everybody else listening, is you need to know, really know yourself very closely. You need to know your your own unique pain points and injury potential and different areas that you need to stay on top of. And if possible, I highly recommend that you pay for a couple sessions with a really experienced high-performance athletic trainer, somebody who who specializes and really only works with high-performance athletes. And I, I really, I would kind of encourage you to stay away from your Run of the mill, generic gym trainer or, or fitness coach, and reason for that, n- absolutely nothing against those kinds of trainers or any, any trainers in general. But you have to look at the environment. Like what? Who are the people walking in the doors of your average? Uh, Planet Fitness or 24-Hour Fitness or Snap Fitness or whatever, it's just your, your average guy or gal who's looking to feel a little bit better, take a little bit better, better care of themselves, have a little bit better quality of life, a little bit more longevity, and they're going from basically sedentary to wanting to be active. And that's great. And, but you have to understand that those trainers spend most of their day working with those types of people. And so if you, Marco, and the rest of you uh, listeners, if you have very specific athletic aspirations and you know your body needs to be used in a very particular way, and, and in particular, things like shoulders and wrists and forearms and knees and ankles, things that are taking a pounding and have repetitive stress that they need to endure, hopefully for years and years and decades from now, you really want to get the insight of somebody who helps athletes in in specific athletic uh, events, specific sports, really achieve their peak performance or come back from an injury and be able to go back to the high intensity that they were used to enjoying before. So uh, just, just kind of a little asterisk there. If at all possible, if you have the means and you have the access to somebody like that, if you can find somebody like that who works with athletes... Then it's absolutely worth a couple of sessions just to get their their general direction and get them have them point you in the right direction with exercises for your specific pain points, especially if you're dealing with pain and injury right now or there's been some kind of chronic thing. That way, when you go, like when I go to the gym for an hour once a week, I have a very very specific particular. Routine and it targets exactly the areas that I know I need to target to feel as best as possible just with that one hour invested per week. And by the way, on the side, frequently after the kids go to bed and I have a little bit of time to myself, I'll do some some stretching on the side. That hour is not the only thing I do all week, but it's the only frequently the only time that I, I really set aside an hour and say, okay, this is workout time, and it's not just... 20 minutes of free time that I have before I go to bed. Uh, Just one more quick thing on working out. I think I really briefly, a little bit earlier, talked about intensity. I talked about how I used to be on one far end of the spectrum and I was going a 10 out of 10 or really pushing myself as hard as physically possible. And I've come to learn as I've experienced more and I've hurt myself multiple times that, a uh, 6 out of 10 is completely adequate in fact i feel i feel better now with a consistent once or twice a week 6 out of 10 i would say than when i was going 5 times a week going at a 10 out of 10 it's just very difficult for the body to keep up and it, it it's not healthy after a certain period of time so i want to be really clear here that when i talk about training or working out i'm not talking about going to be hardcore and get get as, as much gains as you can. I'm talking about putting your body through very specific purposeful movements and exercises to target the things that you need to focus on for your body to feel as solid as possible so that when you go out onto the court, you can do what you need to do and do what you want to do to the the maximum potential that, that you know that you can or should be able to. So uh, those are my thoughts on the working out. Maybe I'll touch on that a little bit more moving forward, but that's those are my suggestions in a nutshell. Get expert in, input. Set aside at least one time per week. Twice a week would be great, but in my experience, once a week really... Uh, efficiently spent for an hour is enough to really maintain and probably keep you feeling relatively healthy and solid. Now, on to what I believe is probably the most important point of this episode, and that is differentiating between playing tennis and training or practicing To improve your game. And Marco said that right now he's playing two to three times a week and he said, play. Now I play two to three times a week and he feels great physically. But to quote him, he said, I'm not sure my playing has improved. And Marco, I wanna be very clear here you shouldn't expect it to improve. If all you do is play, if all you do is play matches, then you can't expect your game to transform from one level to another level. And this is the most critical concept and the most critical part to to understand. Playing and training to develop your skills are completely different things. I'll kind of define both of those. Playing meaning going out and playing points and training or practicing meaning purposefully developing your skills, not in point situations. Training or practicing is purely for developing new and better skills. It means moving away from the habits that you have now, moving towards new and better habits, and then slowly, methodically, systematically learning and developing those new skills into subconscious habits. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that, you know, we dive really deep into the process of how to do that. We're not going to do that today, but just to define that quickly, that's how I view training or practicing on a tennis court. The focus is completely internal. It's completely on yourself and completely on the quality and the efficiency of your execution How can you move from a 3.0 level forehand to a 3.5 level forehand? Well, there's very specific movement deficiencies and technical deficiencies that 3.0 players have, and some of them are unique, but many of them are very universal. And so to move to the next level, it takes changing those movement habits and those movement patterns, especially if you've been playing at that same level of tennis for years or maybe even decades. Now, playing, on the other hand, is purely for developing quality execution of skills that you already have. I'd like to repeat that, if you don't mind, for emphasis. Playing points or match play is purely for developing quality execution of skills that you already have. It's for sharpening your ability to be efficient and precise with the the way that you already swing the racket. Efficiency and precision with the way you already move your body. You can become more confident and more precise at the habits you already have, but you're not going to change your fundamental habits during matches. And that's because the focus in matches If you're doing it correctly, which we've talked about very recently on the podcast, is 100% on the outcome of winning. And so you're focusing on the result of each point because you want to win that point so you can win that game, so you can win that set, so you can win that match and beat that opponent. And so your focus is very externally, it should be extremely and really completely externally driven on how do you problem solve this challenge and come out ahead, whereas training or practicing is 100% internally focused. And if you watch us coaching students, you'll see that frequently, very frequently, we tell students "The the result of this swing does not matter at all. In fact, we'll tell students if you swing and miss, but you execute the movement correctly, then we're gonna be super excited and super pumped. And it's not your fault. Like, we should have put the ball in the right spot to facilitate this new thing that you're working on. Whereas in a match, you know, you can't swing and miss and be excited and be like, oh, yes, that's exactly the forehand I've been working on. Nobody cares because you just lost the point, which lost you the game, the set, and the match. And so they're completely diametrically opposed. And it's unbelievably important to understand this. Now, One is not necessarily better than the other. They're two different things that work hand-in-hand to ultimately get you to your maximum performance if that is your goal. If your goal is to move from one level to another level to another level to another level, then these two things go hand-in-hand. The match focus and competitive uh, quality of execution as well as the, the training and the new skills development focus they go hand in hand and they're both extremely important you can't have one or the other frequently tennis players are completely focused on one or the other and that's totally fine if you've been around the game of tennis for any length of time then i'm sure you know plenty of people that are completely on the match play side of the spectrum they have zero interest in taking lessons they have zero interest in practicing or training or doing cooperative hitting all they care about is going out and just trying to win the next match. And they're not, they're not interested in leaving their comfort zone, leaving their current habits. They just want to stick with what they've always done and try to do what they've always done a little bit better. And that's totally fine. If that's, if that's what how you get fulfillment and enjoyment out of the game, then great. More power to you. I hope you really understand that about yourself. You're probably not listening to this podcast if if that's you. But I would say that's the majority of tennis players. And on the far, far other end of the spectrum is somebody who's hyper-focused on the training and practicing side of the game. And they're super, super nerdy about every single little movement and, and technique and stylistic kind of layer to the game and how they move their body and move the racket. And they never really play matches, but they love to nerd out on recording themselves, doing side-by-side comparison with their, their favorite professional player, and that they're trying to make their forehand look just like Nadal or just like Federer or, or just like Serena Williams or whoever. And so they have a, a big passion for the execution side of things. But when they go and play matches, that all kind of falls apart because they, they've never really developed that side of themselves They're super hyper-focused on the technical side of things. So there's the two extremes, but balancing them and working with them together is really the ticket to unlocking your best possible performance. They're both critical. Uh, If you focus too much on one or the other, then you'll stagnate. If you focus just on matches, then your technical skills will never develop. If you focus just on technical skills, then your ability to execute really really well under match pressure and competitive pressure will be really poor and so they must work hand in hand and that's really important a really important concept number one Marco is they're completely different really important concept number two is if you want to maximize your results then they have to work together you can't just do one or the other so now let's talk about the actual scheduling the actual kind of calendar work of balancing this trifecta of physical training and working out and keeping your body healthy, playing matches and competitive experience, and training or practicing to develop new skills. If you want to maximize your potential as a tennis player, all three are critical. And I'd say that there's kind of two main ways of approaching filling out your calendar. There's a slow and steady and consistent approach, which I think probably will appeal to the most number of people. And then there's periodization approach where we kind of focus on one element at a time. Now I'll describe each of these and give you a specific example of how you could work them together within each framework. Let's talk about the steady and consistent approach first, which I think is probably more uh, desirable to most players. And it's, this is basically the same weekly schedule over and over. This is great for somebody more than likely who has a career who's still working full time has a family at home and just has a very finite amount of time that they can set aside to focus on their tennis so you can do the periodization approach if you're really busy as well but i think steady and consistent approach is nice because you kind of set it and forget it and you just kind of have an ongoing cadence or rhythm you don't have to worry about really changing gears and switching things it's just it's just there are less variables involved with the steady and consistent approach. And so what I recommend if that sounds like you is working out twice per week if you can fit it in. Once once per week would be great. That's probably enough for you to maintain your body. If it's really well-spent time and you're you're really efficient with your time and uh, you really focus on just the right things and just the right way, then once a week is probably adequate. But I think twice per week would really be ideal. And I want to be clear that as long as you're not really pushing yourself and you're you're not trying to be super hardcore then you can overlap your workout days with your training and playing days and that's totally fine. I've done that and as long as I'm not trying to go 10 out of 10 in the gym and then also go 10 out of 10 on the courts then it can actually I find benefit me when when I go early in the morning and I do an hour between 5 and 6 o'clock, and I focus on just the things that I really need to focus on, and I do like a 6 or a 7 out of 10 intensity, then I feel super energized and alert and ready the, the whole rest of the day and I really have a, a great amount of energy. Now, if I if I were to go for an hour and just kill myself the whole hour, it would be a different story. There would be like serious recovery my body would have to go through. So you have to be smart about the level of intensity you do on the workout, but if you are smart about it, then you can totally overlap your your workout or body management days with your training or your match play days. So I would recommend ideally do that twice per week and then work on training and practicing new and better habits twice per week and then play, do competition once per week. And now this is very very purposeful. There's there are twice as many training or practice days as there are playing days and that's on purpose. If you swapped roles there and you did two matches per week and you trained or practiced a new habit once per week, then there's just a mismatch of time focused on the things on doing the things that you already know what to do. When you go and you play matches, you fall back on the habits and the subconscious movements that you already have. And so if development is truly your goal, then I would highly recommend you train and practice more than you play matches. If you play matches more than you practice or train, then there's just a momentum or a pull or kind of a gravity sucking you back in to your old habits. And if it's happening twice as frequently as you try to develop the new skills, then Unless you're an exceptional athlete already, unless you've already trained at a pretty high level, I mean, listen—if you are a national or internationally uh, competitive person in some other discipline earlier in life, then you may be able to totally ignore this. You may be able to play matches twice a week and just practice once a week on on developing new skills and totally develop and go from three zero to three five to four zero to four five, and you you could completely. You know, jump from level to level to level. On the other hand, if you're picking up tennis as an adult and it's kind of your first real experience in trying to develop and train your body and learn how to be aware and move your body efficiently and biomechanically correct, then the chances of you moving from level to level to level, doing more matches than training, are extremely, extremely low. Uh, if you've got some, some good... Pretty, you know, inherent athletic traits. Maybe you can, if you're kind of just starting out. Maybe you can continue to to develop up to a certain point. Most players level out at around three five, if they're doing more matches than they are training or practicing, and so. I recommend for most of you listening that you make sure to do more conscious effort on the training side of things than you do match play. Otherwise, there's just negative momentum pulling you away from those new things and back towards the subconscious habits that you already have. So I definitely wanna caution you from swapping the the match focus for the training focus, and that's the steady and consistent approach. The other option is a more periodization approach. and Periodization is just a fancy word for uh, shifting gears and focusing on one thing at a time. It means you are planning out a calendar ahead of time to try to peak in your level of performance at a certain point and then go back and develop something new again. And, and work on it, work on it, work on it, peak in that new thing, and then go back to developing something new again. And so there's, there's more of an ebb and a flow as opposed to the steady, consistent approach, which was very kind of uniform and the same rhythm week after week after week. With the periodization approach, what you'd want to do is set aside blocks of time for different purposes. I think six weeks is a pretty good amount of time to really focus on one thing at a time. And so the way I would recommend maybe starting out this approach would be set aside a six week block of time to focus on one mechanical improvement. So that could be your new service motion or switching your forehand grip and and hitting more topspin. Whatever it is, focus on one thing at the most two. Definitely not more than two. I would not change your forehand and your backhand and your serve at the same time. You're gonna find yourself overwhelmed And your attention spread too thin and none of the three of them will really uh, become solidified by the end of the six weeks. So when there's too many balls in the air and you're trying to juggle multiple cognitive focuses, then none of them really end up doing very well at the end of the day. So I recommend taking a six-week block of time, focus on one mechanical improvement and train that new thing two or three times per week using progressions, using video, exactly how we've described in the podcast episode after episode. You can go back and find a lot of different episodes on how to do this specifically. And then work out twice per week as well to really maintain your your physical fitness and your ability to absorb the, the rigors of training on the court and developing that new skill. Then at the end of that six-week period of two to three times a week training or practicing and two, uh, one or two times a week training your body, then go through a six-week block of just playing matches and working specifically on bringing that new skill, let's say you're, you've changed your service motion, into a, a competitive match environment. That is its own skill in and of itself. And so if you try to bring that serve into match play too soon or too quickly, and a lot of times players just revert back to their old habit, because they, they miss you know a bunch they double fault a few times it's like oh this is embarrassing I'm gonna I'm just gonna go back to the way I used to do it because at least that way I can just get it in the box and before they know it they're just right back where they started and there's this kind of crazy cycle of back and forth back and forth and so using a periodization approach you have large blocks of time set aside for each purpose six week period on training the new skill and building your ability to do it outside of competition and then a six-week period of time focused on bringing that new skill into a competitive environment and doing it correctly the new way under the pressures of competition. So those are the two different ways that you can approach this again just to reiterate these are these are general guidelines you can absolutely start exactly where I just described it but then pay close attention to how you are responding how are you responding to the ratio of training to playing matches how are you responding to the number of times per week that you're working on your your physical resiliency and and ability to stay injury free and, and pain free? It's all about tweaking, paying attention, and observing how you're responding, and getting more and better information, and then tweaking the exact plan and process, and then continuing to evolve in your understanding of yourself and exactly what you need to reach your goals. So I hope this gave you a great framework. The last thing that Marco asked about uh, was playing 12 months a year, and he asked if that was dangerous as you get older. And I think as long as you are Uh, Responsible about the amount of intensity during your workout sessions, and as long as you're paying close attention to how your body is responding, you can absolutely do year-round. You can absolutely do 12 months a year without needing any kind of extended break. I think it's a matter of really paying close attention to yourself, what you need. Ideally, getting that that expert feedback from some kind of high-performance athletic trainer to make sure you're doing the right exercises to keep your body feeling solid, and then. Managing your schedule so that you're constantly tweaking it and finding what works out best for you. Hope this is a huge help to you, Marco, and everybody else listening. Let me know what you think. You can always feel free to send me an email to Ian, that's Ian, at essentialtennis.com. If you have any other questions, like the one that Marcus submitted that you'd like me to answer, feel free to send those there as well. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate your time and your attention. For more free game improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube where we are the number one resource in the world providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care and good luck with your tennis.